What is up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in. This is the Matt Ramage Show. I am joined today by a legendary Packer fan. All right. But before we get into that, I want to give a big shout out to Quick Trip for sponsoring the show. And right now, according to their uh, social media posts, you can get um, a white bread for 79 cents. A limit of five. I love me some Quick Trip bread. Nice and soft. You know, throw some peanut butter in that thing, whatever you throw in it at your house. But um, big shout out to Quick Trip. But now we are joined. This is a, a person who I've wanted to have on for a long time. Steve, the owner Tate. All right. How are you doing, Steve? How, 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 how have you been? I'm doing real well, Matt. Things are going good. Uh, obviously, the season didn't end the way we wanted it and had hopes questioning up and down at times. But after the Viking game, had hopes pretty high. And, uh, well, now it saves me playoff money because I'm not going to any games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, um, I wasn't real confident up until the Vikings game. Then I was like, oh, maybe they can actually do it. I mean, I'm always confident. Like, like I always, like, brag about, you know, how I am. I kind of, I'm, I'm chatty fan. And uh, but even this season, I was like, I don't know, after a couple of those losses. But it is what it is. You ride with them. You know what I mean? It was a, it was a weird season that we haven't had in a while. Exactly. And I tell you, man, I go back to remember a little bit of the 60s and the 70s and 80s. And you learned in the 70s and 80s to talk big before the game or before the <laughs> season. <laughs> so, you know, and, and now I really, the last 30 years, you know, people come up to me, especially, you know, you'll be out and about with your cheese wedge on like most of us are, right? Anyhow, and people walk up to me and say, do you think if the Packers have a chance to win? And I go, I did in the 70s and 80s with Favre and Rodgers. Yeah, I think we got a chance of winning. Yeah, there's always a chance. Yeah, the, when you're wearing that cheese wedge, that gives you attention. I remember one time I did like, a, it was supposed to be a TV show on History Channel about uh, Wisconsin and the cheese. So I had a cheese that they said bring with me. So I just wore it walking down the street in Madison like on a Tuesday. People were honking their horn at me. Yay, go back, go. But they ended up not using that for TV anyways, but uh, it was cool. But uh, yeah, but, but the, that cheese wedge, Speaking of that, when did you start like being, you know, how how you're known, the cheese wedge, the owner? When did that all start? So I'll just to clarify one thing, people, how you start out. Legendary fan. I have a legendary wedge. That's what I yeah. have. I'm just, I'm just like, you know, thousands and thousands of other Packer fans or what should I say, 400,000 shareholders or owners, you know. what? I just, you know, people ask me all the time, man, how, when do you become a Packer fan? And uh, I, I've been asked that so much. I really have researched it, and I tell people now it's April of 1957 because I was born in January of 58. So I haven't <laughs> haven't tracked it back any further. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just always a Packer fan. And so uh, grew up here, you know, and then moved away in the military and then moved away uh, for work uh, to Nebraska. And I'll tell you, back in the days when there wasn't the internet, you had to really look, you know, uh, for where the Packers are. And I started finding Packer bars in other states and um, and that kind of stuff. And then I was traveling Nebraska working on computer stuff, and I would just collect memorabilia. And I always wanted to get a share of stock. I just, I was collecting different stuff. And, you know, when it came to buying stuff in the 70s and 80s, they'd almost pay you to take it. There's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> some bleak times, but... Uh, all of a sudden, I got a chance to buy a share of stock in 97. And I'm telling you, that one was not the, the popular one. And even Packer fans kind of gave me a hard time. And I said, man, I was willing to buy a certificate just to have, let alone get one on with my name on it. And uh, 
That came in uh, November of 1997. Well, I haven't even been to a playoff game yet uh, with the Packers. And this is the second year coming around. They've won Super Bowl 31, which is the anniversary today, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. 26 years today. So 26 years today. Um, and we were getting ready to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on that second run. And we all knew we were going to win it. You know, we we're going to do back to back. And uh, my mother had gone out and bought four playoff tickets in the first and second row of the north end zone. And my sister, who lives with me now, says, I'm going to make up a banner to drape over. And you could drape them back then and they'd leave them hanging. Yeah. Uh, and as she was doing that, when I moved back from Nebraska, a friend of mine worked for a Wisconsin company and they gave her a cheese wedge. She goes, you take this thing. I'm never wearing it. Well, I hadn't really, I mean, I wore some of that, but I hadn't really wore a cheese wedge. But man, over time, that's really gotten known as a, even though it started with the Brewers, as a Packer thing and a Wisconsin thing. And now people want to be cheeseheads all over the world, right? So I grabbed this cheese wedge this friend gave me. I'm going to go over and see what my sister's making. And I said to myself, ha ha, you're like Jerry Jones. I mean, <laughs> as an owner, uh, not yeah. as uh, not as some of his hands and everything. But and as I'm going <laughs> over to my sister, over to my folks, where my sister was living, I just said, uh, "I'm an NFL owner." It just, I, it wasn't any thought. It wasn't a lot of. It was just natural uh, passion flowing out, right? And so she made this uh, banner up, and then which I still have to this day. And then she hand, you know, yellow, gold wedge, and she with green hand did the. Uh, NFL owner. And it was, I didn't spend any more time on it. Well, we come up the game, we're walking, people are stopping and taking photos and smiling and laughing. And it was just a fun time. It was a way to bring a little smile to people's faces. And, you know, Matt, I tell you, there's one, there's a lot of things goofy with social media. What's cool now is I get to meet a lot of people uh, because they see your photo and whatever. And, hey, can I swing by and see you? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I get to go around people and their first time at Lambeau Field. And, you know, when these are people that are passionate fans, a lot of times from the other teams, and they just cannot believe, you know, right there in those around those homes, Green Bay, our history and how friendly we are and, and showing people around. So walking in that day. So that was I actually I turned 40 in uh, January 3rd of 1998. And then it was January 4th was that game. And so that's the first time I ever wore my NFL owner wedge. That that is awesome. Yeah, and, and that's true. Like what what you're talking about walking around Lambeau Field, and like when people like know who you are. I, to me, it's the most fun thing ever. Just walking around Lambeau Field, and people stopping to say hi, and like oh. like you say, like tell you stories. So sometimes like it's their first time there, and it, it just like to me, it, it's one of my favorite parts about being a Packer fan. Not even just going to the game, but being around the game, even training camp. Right. It's a privilege, you know, and that's why I've come to find. Uh, I did not go to Super Bowl Thirty One. Really didn't have the funds quite yet and still getting. But I went to Super Bowl 45, and I was actually able to go to that game. And just how many Packer fans converge and converge on, on the scene. And you just get to meet a lot. You know, you have a lot in common just right because of that, right? And then I started going uh, to the next three Super Bowls. I just went to those cities because I started knowing fans from the other teams, and they were there. And you just meet a lot of Packer fans. Last one I went to was Super Bowl 54 in uh Miami and I'm walking on South Beach and a Packer fan comes up a Packer guy comes up uh and grabs me with a guy in a practice squad I mean I <laughs> walk on the beach you know with my wedge on just like we all do yeah. anyhow <laughs> and that's it you know what is the wedge originally of 
you know, it was meant derogatory by people in Illinois towards us, like we're nothing but a bunch of block cheeseheads, you know, and okay, we are, you know, and just, we're well, yeah, we're cheeseheads, we're proud of it. So, you know, you just take some of those insults and roll with them, and then you can learn to laugh at yourself and laugh with them. Yeah, that, 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 that's interesting. Is, is that how it really started, the cheesehead thing, as an insult? I, that's what I heard. I thought it was with, the, though, Chicago White Sox fans towards Brewer fans. All right, and towards Wisconsin. And the did it, Ralph, who first made the first cheese wedge, took it out of his mom's couch, took the full piece <laughs> and cut it out. He was going to a Brewers game. That's awesome. Yeah, the, 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 the cheese head thing is so iconic, though, because, like, even when he played, like, Philly, I saw people had a, a cheese head, but he made it Philly whatever. And, like, uh, like I didn't see a lot of Viking fans. They have, like, the cheese shredder. Like the, the, There's different ways other fans do it. I love it. I love I, I, I think the whole thing. I'm not a cheese head type of guy. Like, I don't, I don't think I can pull it off. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you absolutely kill it. <laughs> so here's what's funny about it, too. And I think, you know, Wisconsin and the beard and all that kind of stuff, kind of Northwoods and hunting and, you know, fit all that kind of stuff and cheese and lumberjack, all that, right? Uh, but the almost, you know, the most iconic, really. When you look at Frozen Tundra Man, I mean, geez, Jeff does. And Jeff now makes yeah. my wedge, and he makes a lot of foam stuff. He's really very creative. And then, of course, St. Vince, you know. You got sports and religion and everything else, you know. So there's a lot of yeah. He's cool. one that I, I I've never got the chance to meet. Really? But, uh, yeah, I, I've never been where where he was. But um, I remember because like you were like the very you went and St. Vince, but like who I saw on TV, like before I ever did any social media Packer stuff. I remember seeing you on TV and like that that is awesome, you know. And then when I actually got, I remember the first time I met you, like you knew who I was. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, I wasn't active. expecting you're a, that. You're a passionate fan and you do a lot of cool things. And uh, and you have a fun, you know, there's one thing about Smack Talk. I don't do a lot of it, but there's one thing about it when you can be able to laugh and roll with it. And you know you're going to get it. If, you, if you're going to yeah. give it out, you're going to get it. And you got to <laughs> yeah. find a way of making it fun and enjoyable and that kind of stuff. And and uh, I just, you know, and here's the thing with St. Vince. I found out, I've, I've met him. He used to live by in Madison here. We actually went, I went to three different high schools down here. We moved all the time growing up. We didn't have anything and moved a lot. I think sometimes we got evicted, to tell you the truth. Anyhow, we got, uh, he went to Oregon High School. I went there a couple years after him. Oh, all right. Kind of a funny little, doesn't mean really. And uh, so I've gotten to meet he and B, his wife, and uh, and them very well. Uh, you don't see him quite as much because now uh, late in the cold, they, they go down to Arizona. But really good people, fun. Yeah. yeah. When you meet him, you'll have a good time. Uh, truly a dedicated Packer fan. Oh, he loves giving the Viking stuff. Oof. And, yeah. and, and the thing about the, the cheese wedge, I'll, I've got a little line. I go up to people and I go, there's no defacing the cheese. And they'll say whatever. The funniest comeback I had was that the Packer uh, was the Badger uh, uh, um, uh, LSU game. And there was this lady, Southern lady, and she was – and she had – made it the colors of their school, school, which looks like Viking colors. Anyhow, I said, there's no deface in the cheese. And she goes, I didn't deface it. I made it better. <laughs> <laughs> that That is absolutely great. But uh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to ask you. No, I just, I just had one in my head. It popped out. But let me ask you this. Um, what is your first memory uh, of being a Packer fan? You know, I get asked that. I just... Honestly, man, my dad, we didn't have anything. And he worked, he did odd jobs and worked his way up and was a self-taught mechanic. And 
you know, he just worked six days a week, uh, long hour days. There were days that, you know, I just didn't see him, you know, he came back so late from work and stuff. But the one thing that was kind of a staple of our house was uh, he used to race cycles a little bit. And then he would, because he was a cycle mechanic eventually. And then we would, uh, he quit doing that. And we then started going to church because I'm the oldest. He's, we'd go to church, come home, watch the Packers and go out hunt. And a lot of times the only meat we got was what we shot. It wasn't, we weren't big game hunters. We were going up to get food, you know. And uh, also I realized sometimes we'd go out and hunt and sometimes we didn't. So here's the my first memories of this. My dad would say, if the Packers lost, don't go out and ask. Because back in those days, they were considered varmints and people weren't leasing land and all that. So you'd go up and ask them, if the Packers won, you would get yes. If they lost, they would, no, get off my land. So, <laughs> and so luckily in the 60s, they won a lot. So we got to hunt a lot. So that's kind of my first kind of memories, you know, uh, going to church, watching the Packers, and then going out hunting. And it was just that kind of thing. I think, you know, I, I kind of remember the Super Bowls because they weren't big, but, you know, they had the jet packs and some of those. Yeah. Big, you, know, you remember stuff like that. But I just remember that was I just grew up. I just love football from a very, and I was a small kid for a lot of years. So it was just it was a sport I liked and it was iconic for Wisconsin. And we were the team of the 60s. And that was my childhood. So that's what I remember of all that. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting to talk to people who were around back then, like who know, like, cause you know, the NFL wasn't what it is now. So like they won the Super Bowl, like they were doing good. And I don't think people even realize that it's a pretty cool thing that that's like happening here. And there was the incentive too, because those guys made more money if they got to the playoffs. Now it's a cut and pay. Their average, what they make per game. Uh, a lot of those guys make more per game in the regular season than they do in the playoffs. Yeah. It's a, it's a wild thing. So you've been, to like so many games. Like, do you even know how many games that, that you've been to? You know, I never really started tracking that, but uh, it took, so first of all, I never made a game in a uh, regular season game till I was 37. So I know people that started, you know, I got friends that, you know, I, I, my bear friend that I have, he said years ago, he said, why don't you come and sit with me at Soldier Field? I'll sit at you with Lambo. We don't have to worry about getting tickets. I said, great. He's been to 700-some games. He's been to more games than some NFL teams have played. That's wild. I have another friend that has gone to every Buffalo's Bills game. I was just talking to him this week. He graduated 70 years ago, <laughs> and he's still up <laughs> going to games. He went to every Buffalo's Bills game since 1960 until last year when he had to go to the hospital for a month. Up until then, he'd been to every home game since 1960. That's insane. Yeah, so, you know, you meet – so how many games I've been to? I know I'm somewhere around the 200 mark, uh, and I never had a goal really necessarily to make it to all the stadiums, but I started meeting friends uh, from, you know, Pro Football's Ultimate Fan Association and meeting friends there and finding out how cool they were because I don't want to go there and just be smack-talked to. And they know about sportsmanship, fellowship, and charity. Yeah. What, what does charity have to do with it? Well, you know, you get on TV and you get a little platform, or you're giving back a little bit. And a lot of these people do some amazing things. So that kind of amped my game up there. And then I started wanting to go and see what they're – I got to go kind of like really behind lines, right? I got to go to stay within their houses and see how they set up their tailgates. And some of them are just unbelievable 
one guy just set up this huge tailgate. He would start on Tuesdays going getting – he was in Oakland, of all places, going get fresh fish. Uh, Saturday was, you know, rub and smoking meat and all that all day long. And, I mean, it was just kind of interesting seeing what these people do at these different stadiums. So I haven't been to all the stadiums. Uh, I think I got like six or seven. The weird, weird thing is I haven't been to either any of the three Florida teams. It just hasn't worked out. Yeah, <laughs> and those are the ones that maybe that seem like it'd be fun, you know, nice weather. So yeah. what is your favorite stadium to go to for away games? Oh, you know, that's so tough. Wow, that's a good question. My favorite. Um, well, you know, I lived in Omaha um, for a number of years, and I've probably been to Chief Stadium before moving back home. I've probably been there five times, and they just got such a unique thing. I'll tell you, if anyone – they have the Arrowhead at one side, parking lot all in between, and then Royal Stadium. It's just oh, really? it's massive. So if you get up on the one side, you can look, and all you see is just all tailgating and grilling and smoking and barbecues. And so that's pretty unique. And we're not a natural rival, so I've had some really good times there. Um, I tell you. What I have mostly is the friends that I've stayed with because I've had a great time staying with friends in Philly. I'll tell you though, Philly, it is, they've earned their reputation. Now, it's not <laughs> as bad as they make it out. And they talk about throwing snowballs at Santa Claus. Well, that was 1969. So that keeps coming up. But, yeah. <laughs> but they're not so politically correct there. They're going to warn you and you better listen because I'll give an example. I was there at that game. And there was a Philly fan and a Philly fan. And this Philly fan was holding up a sign and blocking him because the game was this way. Guy says, hey, buddy, put down the sign. Next play, the sign doesn't go. Hey, you bleep, 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 put down that sign. Sign stays up for the second play. Hey, you bleep, bleep, bleep. I'm going to come down and bleep you and your family, you bleep. <laughs> Security came over and took the guy's sign away because there was going to be a fight. Yeah. So it's a little more rugged. And uh, they're into their team. Uh, you go there, you better – I say a lot of times, guys, you're a guest. Would you walk in somebody's house, throw your feet up, and start giving them orders? Yeah. You know? So I just see that sometimes. The second thing I'll say to people when you go to opposing stadium, how does standing up and turning around improve your life? Yeah. <laughs> you're just looking. That's the, the, that's the thing, because I, I talk a little bit of trash on the internet, but, like, mostly, like, the, pe the people I talk trash to, a lot of them I know. I don't really know, right. but we've – talked offside like messages and it's just fun it's just like screwing around like i'm not taking personal shots of people but i i still worry about going to like a different team stadium and just getting rocked so i'm like hey i saw that guy on the internet talking stupid about my team you know and it's, and i'm not a fighter I, I, and i'm and i used to be a runner not a fighter now i'm neither so i gotta just watch my mouth so now you're just, you're just a hitter huh yeah no i'll, I'll get hit but um I think it'd be cool to go to other team stadiums, but yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd, I'd have to come with a, a group because I'm not trying to get wrong. But like you said, dude, I wouldn't go to another team stadium and talk trash like that. I do that on the internet. I wouldn't go to someone even when, when I'm at Lambeau Field. There's a Vikings fan, a Bears fan. Like I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Like you know, I've it, it's it's not real. It's like you know the trash talk about your teams. And you know that's because and I have friends a lot of times sit by me from the other team. And I'll have people some again, hey, you know, what do you do that for? I go, because I want to go sit in their stadium and be safe. And I'd rather yeah. go with a friend and have somebody there to kind of buff it. So in case somebody, and you know, who's the worst? So, man, I'll tell you, I have another thing I do. I don't eat or drink much when I get to it. Uh, and I get there early. I'm there for the hotel gate because I don't want to have to go to the bathroom, yeah. especially on the road. 
because who's in there? Dumb but thinks he's smart, drunk guy. Yeah. And just as well, that wedge stands out. And I've even had Packer fans sometimes get on you and say stuff. I'll tell you another thing. I've tried this at Lambeau Field, and I, I've stopped. Fans come in there, and I sit on the visitor side. I've been sitting there since 2003 through tickets through friends. They had it, but uh, I've been paying them since 2000. But I, I'm blessed to have them, grateful. They're really kind and friendly. I'm really – but I sit on the visitor side. Great seats, but a lot of times we have people there at the first game, Packer fans, and they are yelling we have the ball. And I've told guys, hey, not when we have the ball. Shut up. I paid my ticket. Shut up. They play better when I yell. <laughs> One time it was 12 guys. They just started riding me, and I just said, okay, they're not here to try to figure out how to support the team. Yeah, that that's the thing, like with 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 a lot of ends. Like even me, like there's certain times when I had a few beers and I start yelling, I really all right, no, they're on offense. Shut up. <laughs> I tell myself, <laughs> shut your mouth. Because yeah, I mean, you, you know that, right? And if somebody remind you, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, because that that is literally the reason. Why fans are there? Like you are a part of it. Like I mean, not everyone's able, but everyone who's able should be up screaming, yelling at the right times. <laughs> so speaking just of that, Kansas City's loud, but it's open air, and people say, "Well, you know, Seattle." Now Seattle, they have no real tailgating, and I've got great Seattle fans. Really enjoy going out there. There's a lot to see around Seattle, the city, and around anyhow. It's just beautiful country, but. Yes, they've got it curved, but it's still open at the top, and the one end zone is open. I'm telling you, two two nights before going there, I was at this little pep rally thing, and a guy says, take some earplugs with you. I said, I don't need earplugs. Just take them with you. Before the game started, I was in the closed end zone. They're in my ears. It's at a level you can't believe. And it's not just because of the, the acoustics, because the Metrodome, which I've been in, or – uh, uh, U.S. Bank the, for the Vikings or uh, the Superdome for the Saints would be way louder. I'm telling you, those people stand up and yell their guts out when the other team's on and they're quiet. It is, it is a game changer. If you, I tell you, it just is unbelievable how loud they could be. Now, I think now that they're not doing well in COVID, maybe they're not as many of the normal fans are always there. But man, you get a stadium where the vast majority are your people and they are yelling their guts out, it really impacts that other team. Yeah, I think it, the big thing for, like, Chiefs fans is they got the reputation for being loud, so then they got even louder. Because, like, yep. people start talking about it, like, hey, you know, I think I think Eagles fans do that, too, with people call them crazy. Like, oh, we could be crazy if you want to call us crazy. But uh, I, 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 Chiefs fans, I've never been there, obviously, but, uh, yeah, they, they know how to represent. So who... What uh, fan base do you, I think, like, do you think, like, treats you the best, like, on the road, like, that you have a good time with? I'm going to say something. I was shocked this year. I, I'm telling you, of all the stadiums I was going to go to, the one that concerned me the most was Minnesota. Because as close to I've ever seen a fight at Lambeau Field, it has been with Viking fans. Yeah. And obviously, we've had more on the line. Yes, I know the Bears Packers are the oldest. But let's face it, we've had more over the last 20, 30 years between us and the Vikings than anything. And I went over, and the first time I walked around over there, I'm walking around, and I heard this three times. We're Minnesota nice. <laughs> I never heard that in my life. <laughs> and that first time I was walking around, and I didn't have any real guff. I've gone a couple times, and I've had a few goofballs, but nothing bad. 
Matt, this last time I went up there and I've gotten to know the Viking World Order. Man, they're a good group, man. They're they and they have a lot. They, I don't know. It's uh, at they have a lot of members. And I have gone right by the U.S. Bank and tailgated with them. I tailgated with them. Never heard a crossword or anything. Walked through a whole bunch of other uh, uh, people tailgating to another lot. Had a great time there with a whole bunch of different fans. Walked out over another block across. Went to this other guy that I met through a friend and came back. I didn't hear one cuss word or one negative thing. I'm telling you, it was the beginning of the season. And I... So first of all, I didn't even know if I was going to the game till the Wednesday before that game happened um, because my wife had gone through uh, – I haven't gone to uh, – over COVID, I have a sister living with a really poor immune system, so we didn't go anywhere. I didn't go to a game that whole 2020. And then 2021, I was thinking I was going to go, and my wife went through breast cancer. Praise God, she's clear and went through that. But that's a whole other thing, and you don't want to bring a cold home. She was finally clear through it all. I put on, hey, I'll come up there Wednesday – I just put on, hey, can I come up there Wednesday? And a Viking friend, the second biggest following I have on Facebook are Viking fans. Again, it's just shocking to me how much, how close and how many I have. And I went up there and uh, and she offered it right away. And I said, sure. And she came and sat with me when we played them this year. So, I, you know, a little reciprocating too of uh, uh, hospitality back and forth. But I'm telling you, I... Before I was going to the stadium, I just stopped and paused and said, this is a close – I almost said, am I in Green Bay? I didn't hear <laughs> anything negative about them. Now, I hear people all the time say they've had things thrown at them, spit on them. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, I just – so the, here's what I say with that. I think every fan base has 1% or 2% idiots. But if you're in a town of 9 million or you're a town of 100,000, chance of running into them are slimmer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I agree because the Packer fans ain't all saints and, uh, you know, just the – I mean, I, I think mostly we're, we do pretty good, especially at the game. Like I always say, like, we talk trash on the internet, but, like, if I go to Lambeau Field, like, I, I'll, I'll, you know, I, 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 I go out of my way to, like, be friendly. I mean, I'm not going to, like, go too far. I don't want to be too nice to them, get them. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm always, like, nice. I mean, they're just people. We're, just, we're all repping our teams. I don't – the only time I ever said anything, we were at uh, – the Eagles played the Packers. This is I, – I don't know what year, like 2016 or something. And the Eagles were better than the Packers. Like, the record was better. And uh, so Eagles fans were, like, doing all these chants before the game. We were in, like, a VIP. And I wouldn't say VIP, but a tailgate you pay for, really. Uh, and they were there with us. And I remember waiting in line at the bathroom. We, we were chanting the Bears Still Suck because that song came on. And they're like, Do they, don't they know who we're playing? But they were doing all their chants, like the Eagles thing. So then after the game, the Packers won. And I was, you know, I had a few beers in me. I was walking down the steps to leave. And I started, yeah, I was, I didn't, I, I said, hey, how come Eagles fans got quiet? And I was kind of like laughing at because they're walking down. And someone's like, yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> They'll all come up here and stomp you. And I was like, yeah, good thought. Maybe I'll just fight down. That's but, what's uh, funny about it, right? I was sitting at that game and uh, with an Eagles fan. And every time they score, they stand up and spell it out. But I, yeah. I still want them to have it. But, and the second time he did it, I said, so I said, I said, so when I come to Philly and I score, I can stand up and spell out Packers. He goes, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I don't get the spelling thing. I, I get the jets because it's short, but like, I'm not going to be spelling out Packers. Like, I'm glad that, that that's not our chant. Go pack, go right to the point. You know, no one's confused. <laughs> right. <laughs> Two words. But Same thing. I just go, I, I don't. Yeah. I, I think some, maybe they, that's about the only thing they know how to spell. Anyhow, yeah. uh, 
I suck at that guy. And I usually say when somebody spells it out, I go, you guys are getting good at that. You really are. <laughs> and the Practice makes perfect. Is, uh, uh, I love it when I'm. you go to Soldier Field and they sing their Bear Down song. They sing it on field goals. I said, you guys really? sing for field goals? Like while they're while they're kicking, no, it's or like well, oh okay, that score. makes it even weirder. <laughs> they don't well no, but it's right if they score. But I, I think sometimes they don't know if they're going to score again. <laughs> I know, right? They got to <laughs> just one celebration in. But here's so, another weird thing, no, no, man. Go ahead. I have gone to probably I'm thinking now probably twelve games in Soldier Field. I have never seen the Packers lose there. Really? Anytime so I, they should be really giving you you know free roll. We got to get to make sure that it's there. I want to be clear on that. I, I love the pack organization. Know a lot of people there. Uh, obviously, know a lot of the, the players and stuff. It's the fan base. It's the relationship. But I don't have it. I, I know people in the organization, but uh, you know, I just go to the games. I don't, and I'm not saying they owe me anything. We got a big fan base. There's a lot. I don't get. I don't even get sideline passes or any of that stuff. Uh, the t- the sideline passes I've ever had at Lambeau Field have been twice from an Eagles fan and from another fan. That's the only time I've ever been on the sideline. So I, well, it's a pleasure and uh, to be there in it, um, I don't get anything. And I'll tell you, some of the things you get to do, you get to do a few things and stuff like that. And people then, I've had a few people call them, hey, we're this organization and uh, we'd like to have you make an appearance. And I, a lot of it back when was pretty small peanuts. Anyhow, I just said, Donated to the River Food Pantry, so I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I don't make money off it. I'm not. Not. I'm just. I just go to these games. I go on my own dime, and uh, and if there is sometimes an appearance thing, I say, hey, send it to the River Food Pantry. That way, I can come and go when I want. I'm still a fan. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah. I know what you're doing is fun, but there's some dictates too when you start. You, you got your sponsor to keep happy. You got people to keep happy, and I go. I just never got into that arena of it. Yeah. But you, you've you been on commercials, right? Oh, yep. But a couple of them. So, yeah, here's the funny thing I love about the NFL. Do not videotape the games. And then there's been a couple of commercials where people have tweeted up about the games, and then they their uh, commercials will grab them. So, yeah, yeah there was one time, I, uh, a couple of times I've tweeted something out of the video, and they contact you, learn, say, hey, can you do this? Or, you know, every now and then they'll say, hey, we have this going on. Uh, another thing too was uh, after we won Super Bowl Forty Five, and the uh, the um, the NFL kickoff game was here in Lambeau against the Saints. They just put out a thing to Packer fans saying, "Hey, uh, we're doing a little shoot for a commercial. Show up." And that's really where I met Wayne Sargent, the ultimate Packer fan. We met yeah. each other, you know, in two thousand eleven at this little commercial shoot. And I tell you what, you do those kind of things. You're there all day long, and sometimes you're not even – just like you said, nothing's used. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're just there standing around, okay, come over here, do this, three or four takes, and uh, it just uh, – but probably the funnest one was uh, after the Packers won Super Bowl 45, uh, 60 Minutes came, and they just wanted to interview six uh, shareholder owners, and St. Vince was one of them, and myself, and then four other people. And everything was just one take. We sat down, one take. The only thing they did a double take on was, uh, at the end, I put my wedge down, and they came in and took a couple takes because it says God Family Packers, Vince's line, right? Yeah. And when we got done, Scott, was it Pelly? Uh, he's, you know, he's been to wars, all sorts of stuff for 60 minutes. 
he just stopped. You could see a tear in his eye, and he said, there's just really no place like this in sports because it's still small-town America. Yes, the NFL's big bucks, and yes, it's a huge corporation, but still at its core, Green Bay is like a collegiate atmosphere where, you know, it's family and friends, and uh, there's just not any a real experience like that in, the, in, in major pro sports. No, I, I totally agree. Like even like as I go down to training camp, like I'm kind of new. We're like uh, I didn't always go to like all the games, go to training camp, and like be always around. But like since I started doing this stuff, I like went to training camp. Like, dude, it's so fun. Like it's it it is like a family because there's certain people that you see only at training camp, and and there's new people that you meet. Like you're just walking around, and everyone's a Packer fan. You just start talking to people. It it's awesome. And that's where I like when you had fan fest. You met certain people there for a couple. There would be mini camps. Got to know certain people. Training camp. There's certain people who come in just, especially when they live way out of town. And everyone thinks I live in Green Bay, and I live outside of Madison and DeForest. So, yeah, it's only a two-hour shot up and back. And I used to drive a lot for work, so it doesn't. Uh, there's a lot of days I'll go up for a mini camp, come home. There's some days on Packer uh, weekends I'll just go up there Saturday, meet friends, come back home, and come right back up on Sunday. Sometimes I spend, but not very often. And you get to know these friends. You get to have those relationships, you know. And 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 that's why when stuff stops sometimes, you just go, huh. You know, that's where you just met these people here or there. And some of the coolest things was uh, even like uh, there was a big Packer bar in Chicago called Nor Will's Northwoods Inn. And they used to have Packer Palooza. Well, that was over the draft time. And now that's not happening anymore. But I went down there for years, and that was definitely one where – a father and son would show up, and each year they wanted me to take a photo as their son was growing. It was just, you know, you just had those kind of little glimpse, little moments in time and history for you. That just the relationship was kind of fun. Yeah, that that is awesome. Like taking a picture like that. Yeah, guys, I remember being at training camp. My nephew came with me, and um, I think it was Oren Burks was riding by on a bike, saw me, and said, "Hey, what's up, Matt?" And then my nephew thought I was like next level like <laughs> he's like whoa he knew who you were it was like the and i was like that was the best thing ever so years ago i used to bring up my niece and nephews and we would spend the weekend up there and i would camp out just in brown county just as you're kind of like you're going up in the door county but it's not officially door county yet and camp there and then come down uh friday saturday and sunday and then pack up and go and just have them there doing different things and the same, you start meeting. And one time I was in the stands, and this again, uh, not as we're going back probably close to 30 years now, 25 for sure. And I happen to have Frankie Winter's jersey on. Well, who had a lineman's jersey on, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting there taking photos because I, and all of a sudden the guys in the field started yelling, Frankie, Frankie, you got to get over here. Frank, come on, get on the field. You can't be up in the stands. And they were giving him a hard time and joking, but they watch who's in the stands, they see who's who, right? And they, yeah. they do see stuff, and like that, you, they get to see you. And um, one of the time that happened, I was walking around with some Tampa Bay fans, just showing them around. And Evan Dietrich Smith had just gone down there. And I was friends with his wife on Facebook because she's a Wisconsin uh, woman. And so we were just friends. Then we didn't do a lot. But well, he gets off the bus. These Tampa Bay guys are walking back. The Tampa Bay fans are, I'm standing back. Evan gets out, starts walking up, and goes, Hey, Steve, the owner. 
those ten, <laughs> he's our guys are saying hi to you and not us. And I go, hey, there's a there's a little different connection here. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it actually made their fans. They were a man. <laughs> yeah, that, that that is awesome. Yeah, and then that's how it is, dude. Like people, especially you. Like pe the Packer players know me from Instagram because I used to do those videos, haha. -ha, and then some of them follow me, and uh, so they kind of see what I do, but they play so recognize me. But you, like, you're always there. Like you say, you're in the stands. Like everyone knows who you are. You're on the jumbotron all the time. I was on. The, I think the first time I called in sick to work, I was on a jumbotron. <laughs> <laughs> I remember another guy at my work called in sick. And they're like, oh, someone posted a picture of you at Lambeau Field. He's like, Matt was on the Jumbotron. <laughs> but uh, it was all good. We get sick days, you know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> You had to go up there for some healing. You know, that, that, that's what you got to do. So speaking of all the games that, that you've been to, what was like the, the best game? Like the, what, what, one, of the, what are the, one of the more classic games that, that you were at? So, you know, obviously, you remember your very first time at Lambeau Field and the snow globe against Seattle, especially when we were down. You know, those kind of really stand out. Uh, I was at the NFC Championship game against the Bears. But, I All mean, right. going to Super Bowl 45, man, I didn't think I'd ever go to Super Bowl. And the weird thing is, at that time, the Pro Football's Ultimate Fan Association was trying to uh, see if they could do some advertising and make some more connections. So they actually paid for my ticket. Oh, no we kidding, got a huh? ticket at face value and then landed a couple of, and at one point I'm talking with Herb Adderley uh, and he's now, wow. but, uh, you know, I'm just sitting on the phone saying I'm, I'm buying a ticket from Herb Adderley, you know, a Packer That's Hall of Famer. And we got to know each other. And after that, I sent him a Jersey and he just signed all, oh, just all sorts of, it just as full. He, I mean, he was a great guy. Uh, and so you're going to that and you just really find it hard to believe him going to a Super Bowl. And to see your team win, I mean, that, that was the most awesome. And I still kept a lot of my emotions together. And as, you know, you're just sitting there basking in it and everything else and walking out. And then I get outside and I was with uh, Darth Packer, uh, which not to be confused with Pac Vader, who's now there, uh, the guy at the game we were at. That's Darth, that's Pac Vader. Uh, but this other guy has the full Packer helmet and everything. He doesn't come up. He's from Indiana. And we're walking out. I called my wife. And it's just funny some things. You got all these emotions going. And the minute I started talking to her, I felt like I was going to cry. You know, okay. and I'll even talk about Super Bowl uh, 31. I wasn't at that. But when the Packers won, my high school buddy called me up and said, man, this is the greatest day of my life. And I said, I, I, I'm with you, pal. Because, yes, we won a lot. And, yeah, we have a great history. But you just didn't think little Green Bay was going to win again. And we yeah. won that one. And. My wife's looking at me and she goes, and she's a Packer fan, but somehow she's just not at the level of some of us. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, the greatest day, like getting married, or I said, Yeah, those are great days, but you you think those are gonna happen in your life. You just don't think you're gonna be see the Packers win another Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying every a lot of people get married, not everyone gets to see their team win a Super Bowl. <laughs> so even even that kind of history and stuff. So and I know a lot of Packer fans like to you know, we've only won uh, two with Favre and, and Rod, one apiece. Like, but they, we were there. We were in the games. We had it. So, yeah, would I have liked to have more championships? Yeah, I would. But that's another thing I tell people all the time. I'll bring this up. So I have that ring, and people go, what's that? I said, not when you win one, two, or 12, but we win 13 NFL titles. They get that big. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that, that, that's it was what I was going to say before. I think I might have lost it again. Uh, I think I did. See, my brain. I talked too long. You got to say, Steve, I got to cut in. <laughs> no, it's what, it's what you're talking about. But yeah. Um, well, yeah, because that, that, like we, we were talking about the Vikings earlier about like, and I've told Viking fans that I knew this, like enjoy this season. And I used to make jokes with them that this season, enjoy because it it's going to end and lose the playoffs, you know, but that's what it is. Like, that's why every season I have fun because I don't know when it's going to end. And they, people could talk about the two ring things, you know, they only have two rings in 30 years, but often quarterbacks, but Super Bowls ain't that easy to win. The Patriots yeah. fooled everyone. They did it. It was miraculous and good for them. That's not normal. It takes no. a lot. Like so many times the Packers, obviously I'm not, I'm not going to go through because I don't want to depress people, but there's so many times that they, they were just right there. And then like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. But I, I say, dude, just enjoy it. If your team is winning and, and they were even in the playoffs, that, that was just my hope this year. Just get into the playoffs because then you never know what's going to happen. And then you get to go to the games. You get to talk a little trash. You get to, you know, like like Viking fans, I used to joke, they can only talk smack in the offseason because they're in the regular season. doesn't work out. But this year they had a year, so I'll give them their props. But, um, yeah, absolutely. I think if you're a fan and your team, if you're miserable because they don't win the Super Bowl every year, then I don't know what to tell you. Like, you got to enjoy it. Like, it, And I'll tell you, Matt, uh, um, well, first of all, uh, there was a period in my life where I used to really party a lot and drink a lot. And, uh, and then finally I just had to, I just, uh, got in trouble for different things too. And finally I just had to really have a really talk myself. And so, uh, I, I got into recovery and I, I don't drink anymore, but that first couple of years when I stopped drinking, finally about my second year, uh, if the Packers lost, I, it was like I was hanging all my emotions on them. And when they lost, I was a bear to be around for the whole week. And I finally, had to, you know, at somewhere in one of those that early, I just said, I got to pull out of this. I just couldn't. I was, it was way too much. I was way over uh, getting just, uh, just be just moody. And I, you know, they say the stats are that, you know, when the Packers lose, there's a lot of times domestic domestic violence, a lot of things go up because people. So I pretty much had a year where I really didn't hardly watch them much because until I could get my emotions and my mind right, right around it. And it's one of the things that seems like, you know, you make a major life change and you can seem like you're just losing all the time and you got to give up. And I'm not against anybody else drinking. I'm not. I'm a guy that I'm just the type when I have one or two, I ain't stopping. I'm just not. And so yeah. that, that's me. And then when I stopped, my emotions were all over the place. So I stopped watching the Packers and I say, I gave up that for almost a kind of a year. Now I follow them, but I just didn't, I just had to just really pull back a lot. And now look where I'm at. You know, you give something up and now, you know, years yeah. later you have a wedge and you know, you get, you get to talk about them more. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with that. that. Yeah. Sometimes you have like, cause the Packers, I, I'm, I'm kind of the same way where I would like, I used to get like really, really mad. Now I get mad. I'm a, I'm a Packer fan. Like I get upset, but like, I remember a time the Packers lost to the chargers. I walked into work. Someone laughed at me. It's oh, the Packers lost. I thought it was funny. And I cussed them all and like all loud in front of everybody, eh, you know, whatever, whatever. And then I, I didn't really get in trouble. Cause back then you can kind of get away with that kind of yeah. stuff. Cause I mean, it was a friend. It wasn't like some random person, right. but I remember thinking like, dude, like it ruins my whole week. Like when they lose, like you have to like pull it in a little bit. So like, it doesn't, like after the game, you're not like, you know, kicking your dog or anything. <laughs> so 
And that's what I'm fanatical about my team. I still have and people, you know, people walk up to you. Oh, it's just a game. I said, let me find what's important to you. And I, I say, eh, it's no big deal. Yeah. You know, so, yes, there's some fanaticism in there. And, yes, but learning how to control your emotion because at the end of the day, we all got to get up and go to work the next day. We all got to go out and be with our families. We all got to have lives. So getting to a, an, a place where you'd almost like to hurt somebody or do, you know, you just that's when you know. And it happens enough times where you get so worked up that you'd just like to tear something up. You go, yeah, there, that's me. Because this is my entertainment. I, I mean, I can understand the play. Hey, the players that have millions yeah. of dollars on the line lose this, and they're swapping shirts with got this. The yeah, and they're like, I try to tell people that, like, the Packers will lose a game. And not just the Packers, every team. I'm not calling all. I, I think that's the, the right thing to do. Like, I see Packer players that later that night are playing video games. And they're, you know, on their Instagram, hey, Lincoln Pro, you know, whatever, follow me or whatever. Like, they're living their lives. Obviously, I'm sure they're upset, just like anyone who has a bad day at work. And it's important to them, but like they're not, you know, putting their happiness based on whether they win or lose. They gotta keep it moving, and I think fans definitely got to do the same thing. And that's what I think. That really, I think, some ways here, the sports leads leads people because uh, having friends with the other team and learning to be able to smack talk in a healthy way, and learn to I say good competition elevates our game. If you're here, I got one of two choices. If you're doing better than I, I either got to just try to talk bad about you or elevate my game, right? And in good, healthy competition, that's what it does. Now, I'm not saying some people don't cheat and go too far, and that's going about it the wrong way, but usually it keeps – that's why the game keeps evolving, and you see more stuff, and you see – I mean, you look at what Rodgers does with his run and stuff, and now you look what Mahomes does. I mean, there's just levels of play that just weren't – if it wasn't for – competition and having to try to scope things out and and guys working on their craft it wouldn't be there but it's still my entertainment seeing guys that big that fast do stuff it's still my entertainment i gotta go and so we have these fanatical fans and usually you know let's i'll just this far i'll go political the further somebody gets to one side and the further the other one gets the other they never can agree where yeah. i see passionate fans spend their good hard-earned money and will invite somebody in from the other team into their home and into their tailgate, and then have dialogue and relationship afterwards, because it doesn't really make sense. My goal isn't just to beat the Bears, isn't just to beat the Vikings. I want to crush them. I do. Yeah. But I still want to have the relationship. And here's what I found with the getting too high or too low. If I have a if I have a good friend, a friend with me, and they're on the other team, and I win, I don't get too high because I know my pal's hurting. And yeah. if I lose. I don't get as low because I know my pal is a little happy. They've won. So it just kind of helps. And to have those memories, then you can share about it and talk about. And I sit there and say this. If people of different race, gender, ethnicity, religious belief can come together in sports where our goal is actually the opposite, I encourage all fans that can do that and have relatable, carry that into your personal life, be it politics or religion, because nowadays – if you don't agree exactly like I do, then you are. I just don't know how we lost diversity. We've always said we want diverse thought, but when it comes to almost politics nowadays, if you believe exactly what I believe or I'm just going to rip you and cancel you, and I go, how did we get here? Yeah. So if we can I, do this in sports and our passion, we should be able to do this in other areas, have passion, but still see the humanity. They're, they're human beings. They have lives. They have families, right? 
Oh yeah, I, I totally agree with that. that um, like with with Bears fans, like I've I've always said because I I talk trash about the Bears more than anyone else because like you know I, I love the Bears still so and my like growing up how it started growing up my friend next door was a Bears fan. I lived in Fond du Lac, and like there was jokes like he couldn't come over on Sunday. The Bears were good then. Packers were bad. Like my uncles would bet on like first downs, and they'd joke we got to bet on craps because we can't bet on the game. We can't bet on the Packers because you know they weren't good. So that's kind of how like, my hatred for the Bears happened because like they were implanting it. You're like your friend's team sucks, and like they would joke you can't come over. Um, but like, but now like you know I trash Bears fan or the, the Bears, but like I like Bear fans. I, I get along with like I bet on other podcasts Bears podcasts like it's it's not like a real thing like sports hate is not real hate that's why i try to explain this to, like i'll say i hate the vikings like you shouldn't hate i'm like i don't i don't hate the vikings like they're players i'm not wishing them bad i just want them to lose every time they play football <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the funny and you know about saying when you said uh super bowls are hard i still to this day think the best defense i've ever seen was 85 bears and when they won that super bowl super bowl map my first thought was Oh my gosh, these guys are going to win three or four. Yeah, I that's, and that wasn't a happy thought for me. No, <laughs> they never got back. The next year they lost just Marshall. They never got back to the bowl. And yeah. why? And you just watch it because Ditka and Buddy couldn't check their egos and work as a team. Same thing with the Cowboys, Jimmy and Jerry. They couldn't. If those guys should have won more, but all of a sudden those egos get up, and that's what's so hard. Even that, look at the Rams this year. They were stacked last year. And this year, all of a sudden, you know, they got more advertisings and more, and they get just, and then a few injuries, and you get distracted, and you're not as hungry, and it just, it is really hard to even get there, let alone win it. Yeah, I think it's hard, too, after you win a Super Bowl, to, 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 to be good. Like, everyone thinks, all oh, this thing, because even in 2010, everyone's like, oh, the Packers are going to win a whole bunch of these things. But it, it's hard because when you win a Super Bowl, you lose players. You, yep. People, you know, they want big contracts, can't afford them all, so you might lose some. Coach might leave. Because I, I full-heartedly believe if Holmgren would have stayed, the Packers were they were going to be in a lot of Super Bowls. And easier said than done. But I think Holmgren and Favre together were great. I think afterwards, you know, who knows. But I I, I think that, uh, yeah, it, just like breaking up, I think it's hard to win multiple for sure. Because Right. Things and, happen, like you said, egos too. Like a lot of our guys start thinking who they are. And I tell you, that's 2010. I remember right after they had a thing called Buckets for Hunger, and Wayne and that association, and Wayne has, who ran that since past. But they used to have a lot of the guys from the glory years come back, and it was about you know it was originally basketball games for raising f food for uh, people in need, and uh, and there was just a whole bunch of guys. These guys know football, and they were getting up and talking about. How the Packers were probably going to three-peat. I mean, we were we knew we were going back. We were probably going to three-peat, yeah. right? Uh, and um, and that was the year too that we had like fifteen some guys on IR. So yeah, so they can if they're back, yeah, and even better. That's the fifteen and one and done year. So you just never know. Yeah, it it, it, it it's wild. Yeah, Packer fans know I think more than anyone. You never know. Like, it, I'm, I'm never, that's why I always say, like, this year I was saying, you don't need to be number one seed. You just need to get hot at the end because number one seed, obviously the Packers have done it. They not always work out for us. So it, it, it takes a lot. It takes, you know, good coaching. It takes a, a little bit of luck, not getting injuries, not, there's a lot to go into. And you never know what's going on in guys' personal lives. 
like mistakes happen. You don't know like what whatever they're going through. But yeah, it's just uh Packers always seem to find fluky ways <laughs> to make seasons ending interesting. I'll tell you, anytime if you can get somebody you know and go to a game with uh even some people from the other team, I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, um, uh, I'll give a guy's name, and i got to explain the name. His nickname is called Crackman. But you got to understand, he's a a known uh, Detroit Lions fan probably for 40 years, and his last name is Crackiola. So they called him 40 years ago Crackman, which means a different thing 40 years ago than it means now. So (laughs) uh, this guy is – he was an inner-city – alignment for power so he was he's a you know working blue collar he always comes out with bibs with cut off at the knees with his high leather work work boots on uh diehard lions fan all these years i mean they've never even been to a super bowl and i've gone there and i mean he's known by everybody but that guy's out tail so you go okay big deal he's got cut off shorts you know uh in a dome well you're tailgating for four hours before you go in that dome and his knees are up there, whatever was in uh, an Eastern Market in Detroit. Uh, and you just see these different fans and stuff. And that's the only thing, too, about uh, I'll even say that, too, about Super Bowl 45. They had such big gatherings. They had this one bar that wasn't a Packer bar then, but it was had a lot of space. And you meet, I've had friends that I met at that Super Bowl that I'm still in contact from this day. I would have never met them to there. Um, one of them was uh, a guy that, uh, you know, you got to know, and, and then he has a son born, and then his wife later on passes, but I know Dan real well. And there's uh, uh, Audrey. I met her just going around the game, and then she did a video of it, you know, of the tailgate and everything else. Met her, and then when we had the NFC Championship game down in Atlanta, she calls up and calls me, oh, Steve, you coming down? I, I think I can get some tickets. Yes, I am. You know, uh-huh. and you, just, you have those kind of connections you – the relationships you gain and the networking of that. And I joke in all time, I've had, I've met some of the nicest people I've ever known. A lot of Packer fans, a lot of teams from, because I wear insulation on my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Cause I say the same thing, like out of all the cool things I got to do and all the cool people I get to meet, it's all because <laughs> I scream into my phone every now and again about, about the Packers. And I'm, I have, and I have goofy eyes. I can make fun of my eyes, and uh, all this cool stuff happened. Learn, that's, I think that's the secret of life: learning at not laughing at people, laughing with, and laughing with yourself. Yeah, there's some things that get, but you just learn to roll with it. And a lot of times, when you're going through something hard, there isn't a lot of laughter. But when you get through it, and you're getting some healing, there's a lot of laughter you can have in life. And uh, I have a really close friend. I just saw her this weekend, and she says she believes that laughter is the spiritual toothbrush for the soul. And I, I really, I, I like that. It just, I like that being able to laugh. You make you you make a lot of fun off of that. There's a lot of people that, yeah, it would be. I've seen people have things not. It's not fair. Life isn't fair. That's for sure. Yeah. And there's things that happen. And if you can learn to leverage it, have some fun with it you're going to have a better life than just how you've been just screwed. Yeah. I, I've actually had a lot of people because I, I on TikTok I, I post a lot of videos with the eyes and I've been doing it since forever. And I've had people message me and tell me like, Hey, I'm cross-eyed and my eyes are just like yours. And I appreciate that what you're doing because kind of makes me feel 
more confident. Cause like I wasn't always when I was a kid, like I, I didn't like it. And it wasn't as bad. The older I get, worse it gets. And like, you know, when I was a kid, I got, I got they're brutal. So oh. then when I got older and I started to realize like, I can just, if like, who cares, I'll just start making fun of it. And if I make jokes funnier than their jokes, then what are they going to do about it? <laughs> and here's the thing about it. You know, even now I wear the wedge. You've heard enough one-liners that you've got so many different comebacks that somebody throws something out there and their little buddies go, oh, and you've got four yeah. or five zingers to come back because this ain't your first rodeo, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know my and favorite I'm... one? Go ahead. No, listen, my favorite thing is when someone comments on my Facebook or whatever and says, oh, you cheeseheads, you're the typical cross-eyed Packer fan. I always say thanks. And then they don't really say anything because like, I really don't care. Like, hey, thanks. And I think it's funny because like a Viking fan, or I don't know what kind of post it was, it was saying top ranked Viking Twitter pages. And it was like kind of saying people were talking about the Vikings all the time and then named up all these people. And then at the bottom, it said that one cross-eyed Packers guy. And I was like, that's awesome. I made it. And then I made that like my name, the cross-eyed <laughs> Packers guy. I might make shirts. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, and I agree with you, what you said. People, you know, I, I moved around a lot and, uh, in a lot of these small towns and uh, kids were looking for differences. And I was always the newcomer almost every year. And that meant outsider. And so I hear people say kids are kind of go, they're brutal. You know, just anything they could find. I had a cow lick. I had a, a tooth that stuck out was crooked and it got snapped up, you know, just anything they can belittle you on. They did, you know, and you just learned, and some of it, it helped me get a thicker skin later in life. And it helped me. But at the time, it's just brutal, right? And so that's oh, yeah. why now I think as you get older, you can have a little more uh, understanding and compassion for other people and be able to laugh at yourself. So another, I, I people always walk up to me, especially certain fan bases. You're not really an owner. I was a oh, manager yeah. in a Fortune 300 company. I, I, I know business. And I just look at them and I, you know, well, you're not really an owner. And I go, uh, you wouldn't spend $200 to help your team? Oh, hold it. You're a Viking fan. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, then, I, I get that all the time, too, because I, I talk about it. And they're like, you're not really owner, just a piece of paper. I'm like, yeah, it's it, it's like anything. It's like buying a jersey, and an autographed jersey, or whatever type of thing you have. But there are perks to it. Like, you get to go to the uh, shareholders meeting, which I've never done yet. But like I, th I think that there's some kind of thing like you, on their online shop, you might get a discount. But like, but that's not why people buy it. People buy it because you know, say I helped the team. Like I, I got one; it fell off my wall. It was hung up one night. It just it just fell, but I got to fix it. But like I'm glad to have it. I just got it because I wasn't always willing to pay. I was like I don't know. But uh, finally, like I I had to get it. But yeah, like Packer fans know what it is. We know we're not gonna walk in there and be like, hey, I'm an owner. This is what needs to happen. We're gonna we're gonna change the offense. <laughs> I tell you, buddy, but you should have saw the very first shareholder meetings. They'd have open questions. And I'm telling you, usually I don't like a question and answer session because usually it's people coming up with some little sermon they want to preach. And yeah. I'm telling you, they would come up more times. Why aren't we allowed to buy tickets? Well, it was clear you weren't going to buy tickets. You weren't buying nothing with this, you know, but people would come up and actual Packer fans were complaining about it. So it used to be kind of, but... It's just, it's something we can, the best part about it really for me is it's a revenue stream that Jerry Jones can't do. Yeah. I mean, $67 million for selling paper. Yeah. 
I got three of them. I bought the first one. I bought the second one, and I put Steve the Entertainer, which isn't technically legal, I've heard now. But I'm telling you, they're never getting that piece of paper from me. They might take – but so that – and this last one, you could put your wife on it. So it's my name and my wife. So, you know, it's just – it's one of those novelty, cool things that no other team can have. And we're the only – I mean, back in the – there's only been six of them in our 100-year-plus history. And I know f fanatic fans in Buffalo, in um, Cleveland, in um, – Baltimore that bought a share of stock just so they could say they had a share of stock in the NFL because they're that big oh, yeah. of fans. So there's team people from other teams. The guy that's in, I mean, because of three shares now, I get, I don't know what, is it four? You know, so I got 12 tickets for every shareholder meeting. He sends me his four just in case I need any extra. So, man, <laughs> I, if you I, ever I gotta go, get to one. It, it, it is fun. It, it, it It's unique. And, yeah, by the end – at the beginning, it's all hyped up, and you get, and then at the end, when you're just going over numbers and you're sitting in the sun, yeah, it gets a little bit. But there's no other team that can do that. Yep. And then that, that that's why I, I wanted to go. I was gonna go last year, but uh, I didn't. But I, I want to experience it. Let me know if you go too. Plus, a lot of times a group of us get now we've coming together, and you sit kind of in the same area, and you you just get the and you see the same people, and then you walk around, and you meet other people, and. Yeah, there's people, especially now where you're there are people, hey, I seen you. Can I get a photo? And I tell you, most of the time, a lot of times, other fans want to feel close to the Packers and they think sometimes we're closer than we are. But to them, that represents that they see you and get a photo with you, that they're a little bit close to the Packers. And it just makes it more of a connection for them. And you just you just get to be a little bit of an ambassador, you know, and just help make, you know, make somebody's day and give them a little smile and uh take a photo with them. Yeah, I, I I I absolutely have a blast. Like I, I've had someone like bring me a tray of nachos one time, and I was in I was in row one, but my only time being in row one, and I didn't really know. Him. I was like, I don't really want nachos. It was a big old tray of nachos, and I had a feeling that they were his nachos, but he just was trying to be nice. <laughs> so it's like, no, thank yeah. you. I was like, but sit down because it's before the game and nobody was in the seats. I was like, sit down, let you know, and then we chatted for a while. No, but I love that. Like, anybody just walking up. Like I've had people. Like who I've talked, like they, they meet me, ask for a picture, and then we end up talking about the Packers, and then their wives are yelling. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> I was like, I can talk Packers with anybody. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So I'm going to wrap this thing up here in a second, but I, I do want to ask you one question. Do you think uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Grand Packer next year? If, do you think he's going to retire? So um, I'm going to. Answer back. Do I think he's going to retire? I do not see Aaron want to go see him wanting to go out with that kind of record. I just don't see it happening. So I think he comes back just from uh, the competitive person that he is. Is he a Packer? Uh, he's got such a heavy salary cap that if the Packers were just to get out of it now, uh, that would still, that's what's bad about that salary cap. They've, they've got a lot of dead money on that. So from a business standpoint, it makes it really hard. If somebody were to come forward with a Jared Goff uh, Stafford deal uh, like that, I could see the Packers trying to move on that if they can get the money. I just think the amount of salary cap he has is really going to keep him locked in. Plus, I still don't think he wants to play, but I think he's going to want to play for only a select few teams, and he's got that no-trade clause. So, first of all, I think he comes back. Secondly, 
I think more than likely the odds are way greater that he's a Green Bay Packer. Plus, Aaron is a history guy. He does like – he saw what it was like with Favre, and he's really not trying to do all that because I tell you, at the end there, do you remember – I don't – Matt, do you remember? I mean, people were making death threats and threatening all sorts of stuff when Favre was coming back, not coming back to the Packer organization and to Aaron. So, you know, I, I'm sure he's going to try to alleviate that. Uh, so I think the odds are probably pretty high he's back as a Green Bay Packer next year. Yeah, but I, I, I want to be clear, he hasn't called me up and talked it over with me. <laughs> you got no source. <laughs> no, I, I actually agree with everything you said because I think Rodgers cares about his legacy. I think he saw, like, his situation with Favre and, like, how people – I don't think he cared. I don't think anyone really should care. Like, you shouldn't – act a certain way so people like you or whatever. But I don't think he wants to go through that. I think he wants to – he has the opportunity to retire as a Packer, be a Packer his whole career, be an absolute legend forever. And um, like I said, he, he, I think – and like people talk about him being traded to the Jets. I think that's another reason that, that wouldn't happen. I don't think Rodgers would want to play for the Jets because Favre did. I feel like right. he's already – he was compared to Favre most of his career. Now he's kind of – kind of obviously he is who he is. He crawled out of it. But um, I don't think – like. If he went to the Jets, he would hear Brett Favre's name every single day. And like guys, I don't think he's gonna get traded anyways. Like for a lot of reasons that you said, um, he said he, if he comes back, he'd want to be a Packer on uh, Pat McAfee show. Uh, the Packers are kind of like saying, hey, if you know, they signed into a contract for a reason. They shouldn't have to say we want him. He's under contract, you know. Um, so I think uh, I, I think he's a Packer. And then that leaves the question of like, what's happened with Jordan Love? And that is a little bit above my expertise level. <laughs> But uh, uh, I, a lot of people talk about he might get traded. But he might not. He, may, he might want to be if he's not going to be a starter at some point. He's going to want to. like, well, I'll just see like what happens there. But uh, I, 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 I definitely think uh, Rodgers is coming back this year. Same thing. And I think here, if you keep Jordan, you have to figure out a way to put him in some games to know that either you're going to extend him or you got to let him go. You can't and to make another, him feel another like, year. Not because I tell you, people forget. I don't know if you remember when Aaron was behind Brett and he came in one time in his hamstring and he didn't play. Oh, he's soft. He is not. I mean, there was a lot of people didn't think he yeah. could play at all. And obviously he's one of the best ever to, to play the position. Right. So we really don't. The problem is we've had Jordan for four years coming on and we really don't know who the guy is. So, and there's nothing like being in a game situation preseason. That's such, you know, we've had guys backups play there and they were, you know, uh, Hunley had great stats. Yeah. So you got to get out there. So the one thing, hey, Matt, keep knocking out. Keep having fun. You're a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I enjoy enjoy watching what you're doing. Uh, secondly, the other fans, I like to say, enjoy the game and try to make it enjoyable for a few other people. Yeah, you want to beat the other team, but, you know, make it enjoyable. Oh, I forgot here, too. I bought that. I was at that game where we took the lead. That's the Bears-Packers this year. We have the most wins in NFL history. The Bears have had that record since 1921. Dude, that was such a great – and then people didn't even like – I felt like people didn't care enough because I was yelling about it. Yes. People were like, ah, it doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> it I matters. Was there, but in the third quarter going, we had this. And then an 18-0 run in the fourth quarter. So, you know, enjoy those games. But know that the other team, they're they're humans. They got lives too, you know. And get the I'll say anything. If you dis really it like you said, you grew up with the, the rivalry and stuff, and you took a lot of flack. So you that's for the one you have the most passion for. But you get to know some of the people on the other team. If there's a group of thems you don't like, 
get to know some of them, get to know the individuals. There's always people you're going to like. And you'll, I'm telling you, I've got some really good friends. I've had people uh, before my sister move in. I used to have a room, two rooms. One you couldn't walk in and the other one barely full of pack rooms. I've had Viking and bears and people from other teams sleep in there. Best night of sleep they've ever had. <laughs> so, I mean, I've gone and stayed in their house. They're coming to stay in mine. Learn to enjoy life. It's short. I'm telling you, it goes by fast. Laugh, have some fun, and cheer on the Packers. Go Pack Go! I love it. I love it. I, that, that is great advice. What I was going to tell you, everyone knows when I talk trash, it's never personal. <laughs> but uh, I, I want to thank you. And if ever you're doing like a charity thing, I know that you guys do that. Uh, if you, uh, you know, I, I, if, if I can help promote anything in, in, in any way, let me know. Because I, I love doing a charity stuff, but I'm not good at like organizing stuff. I've done some stuff, but like uh, I always ask people because I see people doing like collecting money. I'm like, how do you guys do it? Because I don't know how to, I don't like having the money. I'd rather just promote someone else doing it. So I don't, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a lot confusing, but I definitely want to use like my platform to to help different causes. So Thanks, definitely hit me up. I'll, I'll let you know because I tell you, I've done some of that where you're at games and you go around collecting. I really don't like that. Yeah. That's, nah. Yeah, it for me, but I, I I'll definitely uh, do what I can to right. spread the word on 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 anything that that you guys are doing. And hey, I I, I really appreciate you. Absolutely, you're someone who I've wanted to talk to for a long time. I always get excited when I see you. Like no matter what's happening, I'm like, all right, Steve's over there. <laughs> I gotta go yeah. talk to Steve real quick. Right, and, and that's the hard thing too. When you're there, you get around, you want to see people, you get stopped here. There's sometimes you see somebody, you get talking, and they're gone. So yeah. four hours tailgates go by quick. They do. They go by real fast. Right, I'm gonna let you go. I kept you longer than uh than I wanted to. But go pack, go and uh, have a good day, man. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, man. Thanks for all you do. Have a good one. All right, go pack, go. Yeah, go pack, go. Podcast. Big shot to Quick Trip sponsoring the show as always. And uh, this was a fun one. This was a good one. Uh, go Pack Go, everyone. Thanks for watching and thanks for listening.